How do birds stay up there? Is the internet black magic or white magic? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Hello! Hey! Welcome back to This Paranormal Life. This is the weekly comedy podcast we're in every Tuesday. Me, Kit Grimovena, Rory Pars is sitting across from me. We dive into a different paranormal case each week and get to the bottom of whether it's true or false, whether it's truly paranormal or not. Hell yeah. How are you doing today, Roy? Pretty good. You know, we don't usually answer our intro questions. Go on. But uh, how do birds stay up there? Hollow bones, I believe, is the uh, the scientific What's explanation. What's inside the hollow bones, though? Nothing. Some kind Nothing, of brother. juice or magic or, well, see that. It doesn't really explain much then, <laughs> does it, smart Alec? If you're going to come with facts... I'm going to need a bit better than that. Well, maybe they're not even hollow. Maybe they're just less dense than human bones. I, I'm not a smart enough man to truly <laughs> understand this. I feel like you're putting me under the spotlight here and I'm crumbling. I'm I melting. need to pause and go outside and get a seagull and break its legs <laughs> to, see. to see what's I, inside. I, I, I simply have to know. <laughs> and I won't take Google images for an answer because I know that's a lie. I know whatever they serve me up if I Google that is going to be a lie. The only reason I'd let you do that is because I know there's no way you'd be able to catch a seagull. I think you have hollow bones because of how weak and, and sad you are. Yeah, the doctor has advised me to not jump and that if I get too <laughs> excited, they might snap. That's right. Yeah, he told you not to jump, not because it would break your legs, but you'd fly away. <laughs> You're that hollow inside. Right, my heart, my bones. Yeah, it's, it is true. Um, but Roy, I am not the subject of today's investigation. Don't try to make me, um, because as always, we have a big paranormal case on our hands, which we need to get into. I'm excited. How scared should I be for today's case? Should I have a fist cocked the entire episode, just in case anything f***ing jumps out? Or is this kind of like a cool, calm history of some sort of event? It's pretty dangerous. I'm cocking the fist! But I would say that it is highly geolocated. To here? <laughs> to <laughs> well, here? I didn't say that yet. I'm swinging. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm nose, sorry, dude. You, you just you, once the fist is cocked, anything can trigger it. All right. Oh. And you freaked me out saying it was in the room, whatever this creature was. <laughs> How am I supposed to host this week's episode when I sound like this? <laughs> Your hollow skull just explodes <laughs> into dust. <laughs> You my, scream like a seagull. The doctor said my head is a kinder egg. <laughs> With no prize inside. <laughs> Rory, we are going to get into a pretty uh, terrifying paranormal case right after uh, some quick words from today's sponsors. Today, Rory, we are going somewhere we don't go quite often enough. That is the to bathroom. say... <laughs> Sorry, do you need to go? A little bit, yeah. Well, I I didn't want to bring it up, but actually I got up at um, the Prince Liar at 4.45 a.m. this morning. That's um, crazy. We're sitting here at a cool uh, 3.30 p.m. right now. I was still awake I haven't four. gone to the toilet yet. Today? Yeah. Wow. You know me, I'm kind of a biohacker in many ways. I'm trying <laughs> out this new hack to my bio where I don't exit my bowels. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> you can't fill up your bones with piss and shit by not going to the bathroom. That's not going to make you heavier. <laughs> well, as it happens, pooping uh, wouldn't be against the rules. Specifically, I'm talking about holding in uh, pee. Wait, the, wh it's what's just the a hack? new thing I'm trying. Oh, you're just trying not to pee as much? My thinking is that, you know how they say humans are like 98% water or something? Uh, that's not true. 
I think sixty percent. We were one hundred percent water. <laughs> we were a hundred percent piss. What kind 24/7? of 24-7 Aquaman <laughs> level of power would that unlock? And granted, I'm in pain. Sure. And granted, I don't feel good. And I think in some ways I am starting to turn yellow, like something's gone wrong. <laughs> My yeah. skin is the wrong color. There's no way this is going to be a good episode of the show if you have to go to the bathroom. Right, because we do time. need to get through it. Yeah. yeah. I, I as I say, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I got about, I'd say, 13 minutes on the clock before, it, you know, <laughs> it's clean up on aisle me. Okay. Well, let's push through. We'll see how far we can get. We're in Hawaii. <laughs> That's where we're going. Here are the waterfalls cascading down <laughs> don't, in the gentle dude, waves. Don't. Um, I think the last time we talked about Hawaii on this part of my life was to investigate the Menehune. Yes, the little people of Hawaii. Mm. Yeah, that was a great case. I really enjoyed that one. I don't have a lot of uh, knowledge of the paranormal history of the beautiful islands of Hawaii. Uh, and I've also never been before, despite loving Jack Johnson. I've always <laughs> wanted to go to Hawaii. Um, the most Hawaiian thing of all. Uh, but no, it is true. You do like surfing yeah. and acoustic music, and macadamia nuts. It's true. It's true. But despite the beautiful exteriors of Hawaii that we all know and love, there is, like anywhere on uh, this earth, a darker paranormal side. Now, on that investigation, I believe we mentioned something else which deserves a much deeper dive, and that's exactly what we're going to do today. Rory, how much do you know about the Night Marchers? Oh, we did talk about them on a previous episode. Was that the episode where we introduced the WWP, the World Wrestling Paranormal? Oh, okay. And I think I forgot that we had been talking about. Uh, you can fucking play the clip if you want. We'd been talking about no time. The Got little piss, people. Dude. All right, limited this would energy be good. and focus. This would be good context for the people mm -hmm. who hadn't heard that episode because I think it was a bonus one. Sorry, guys. Suck it up. All right, well, then I'll just explain it then, which will probably take twice as long <laughs> for consideration. Uh, well, Jesus. We talked about a bunch of different creatures slash cryptids that live on the islands, and these were one of them, the Night Marchers. And it's time to find out whether there's more to them than just a badass name. It is a cool name. Our first clue about what these mysterious entities are come from Reddit, from a post by user NightridingRN. They write... My cousin and her boyfriend were hanging out with their friends, being cool young people out by Kena Point on Oahu. These days, the entire area is fenced off, but back then, kids could gather there to drink, smoke, and make out like teenagers do. Hell yeah. AKA the holy trinity of being goddamn 16. And for some people, a lot older. <laughs> right, well, don't out yourself <laughs> this early. Some of the guys were sitting in a circle, taking it in turns, beatboxing. Not with 16-year-olds. I want to clarify. Not with 16-year-olds. With other okay, adults. We're not going to get... With other consenting right, adults. We're just going to assume that you're obeying all the local laws and regulations. I am. Always have. Except when I... Well, don't say except. <laughs> don't except say when except. when I was 16 and it was illegal. Illegal? Yeah. Smoking, drinking? Is okay. that illegal? What do you think? Sex? <laughs> I don't know, dude. You're the one who took us down this road. No one said I banged a 16-year-old other than when I was 16. Okay, this is it was too fine. dicey. It was fine. This is too dicey for TV. What am I supposed to do down at Boner Creek? All right? That's what happened. As I say, some of the guys were sitting in a circle, 
These are presumably the guys who weren't getting laid, sitting in a circle, taking it in turns, beatboxing. Hey, yo, check this out. <laughs> nice. What about this? They were having fun, but suddenly one of the group shouted for quiet. Yo, shut up, shut up, keep it down. Jason, quit being a buzzkill. Shh, listen. There was a faint but distinct drumming sound drifting down from the mountainside. The teens looked up and saw a trail of flaming torches halfway down the hill above them. Terror swept through the party faster than chlamydia would if they hadn't been disturbed. Jesus. They hurriedly stamped out the fire, grabbed their belongings, and fled to their cars that were parked at the top of the beach. Whoa, it feels like they know what this thing is. (laughs) This isn't their first beatboxing sex party. (laughs) They could see the torches bobbing up and down, getting closer all the time. The drums were increasing in volume, and by now they could hear the torchbearers chanting in a language they didn't understand. They piled into their vehicles and lay down. Not one of them moved a muscle. They didn't even dare open their eyes. They heard the crunching of heavy steps on shell-peppered sand. The chanting and drums were so loud they made the cars shake. They couldn't have been more than a few feet away. The procession marched past the parked cars and towards the sea, and the rhythmic sound of the beating drums faded away. The silence was broken a moment later by crying. To this day, our Reddit poster's cousin wells up if she's even reminded of this memory and she has never turned to Cana Point after dark. The writer of our story says she's always now extremely careful when she goes out for a sunrise run when she's camping in the region, saying, quote, I just keep close to the shoreside and try not to look too deeply into the darkness. I'm sure they are looking from the shadows. Damn, so it sounds like this person even understands some of the context of the arrival of these creatures. Because they said they only go out now at certain times. I do agree, although I would say that uh, if I were having a teenage party on the beach and I heard an army marching (laughs) and drumming towards me like the f***ing orcs from Lord of the Rings... I would probably hedge my bet on running and fleeing and hiding in a car, whether I knew the context or not. True. True. Yeah. I guess I just mean like, it seems like she knows that. <laughs> right. She knows that, that they're coming back. Yeah. 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 That's why she's not. And it seems to be something related more to time or place rather than the fact of they were having a, a teenage gangbang down at the beach. <laughs> no, no, like, I, well, no one's a gangbang. <laughs> I don't know what Roy Powers was up to at age 16. <laughs> right. That's no class, That's definitely that. classified information. Um, but what I'm saying is, it sounds like these creatures aren't arriving because they're upset uh, by the activity that these kids are doing. Because we've had other paranormal cryptids who like, they like to go terrorize makeout points and stuff. <laughs> and they like, uh, yeah. you know, the legends would say, oh, it's because you were having like premarital sex or something like that. That's why the goat man is so angry. Yeah, I don't even, have there even been that many? I know that's such a horror movie trope, but yeah, has you, that come up in cryptid cases? I think quite a few. <laughs> I think the donkey lady didn't like it either. <laughs> if you're having I mean, sex on the bridge. I guess it's a sin or whatever, yeah. technically in the Bible. Whereas these night marchers seem like they just show up at certain times of the day or night, whether you're getting some or not. I agree. I think this is purely circumstantial that I think the point is that adults 
who are not 16 or trying to get some are not usually hanging out this late at night in kind of natural settings. Good point. Rory, what the hell are you doing in that situation? Uh... Pre-night marchers or after they've arrived? What are you doing? Are, uh, you, are you running for the hills like this? Are you standing like a statue pretending to be a mannequin? I don't know. I guess if I had any prior knowledge of what this thing is, I probably would have tried to find out what it is. <laughs> yeah, I guess if it were you specifically, you might get down your hands and knees and say, I'm just a dumb tourist. I don't know what's happening. Is this a thing that happens when the moon rises to a certain point? People like to go out and march with drums and torches. I don't know. I'd be very confused. Well, hopefully, Rory, the small amount of listeners that we do have listening from uh, Hawaii, they will already know. They will be already very well versed in what to do. But for the rest of our listeners, we will hopefully be able to inform ourselves and them throughout the course of this episode because we didn't talk that much about the night marchers previously. So we're going to tell you everything you need to know about them. Now, in the Hawaiian language, they're called, and I apologize, there are a number of Hawaiian pronunciations. Um, throughout this episode, um, I didn't have a Hawaiian language contact for this one, so apologies for my pronunciations in advance. But they are called Huaka Ipo. That name translates to spirit ranks. Some call them death-dealing ghosts. They're the spirits of ancient warriors that dedicated their mortal lives to serving their leader and continue to do so long after their death. That's dedication. Many years ago, Hawaii used to operate on what is called a caste system. Now, this is just like a rigid class divide, like in uh, India historically or many other countries around the world. At the bottom of society were servants and social outcasts. Then above that, farmers and fishermen. Above that were professionals like priests, master carpenters, boat builders, dancers, and healers. The dancers are pretty high. Damn. Oh yeah. Well, you're gonna need dancers in your society to have a good time. <laughs> Above farmers? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Who placed these ranks? <laughs> a couple of f***ing dancers by the sounds <laughs> Whilst we don't technically have a caste system in, let's say, modern Britain, where we sit today, Rory. Um, we do have something of a class system. I do like to imagine that podcasters might have been quite high up on that list. Very high, very high. Not so much that we are needed for anything, um, but just people might think we're dope. Yeah, we'd be a little above prime minister for sure. But I think most people would be at this point. The top, top, top tier were the Ali'i. And these were the chiefs of the realm. They were the people in power and governed those below them. When they traveled from town to town, they would be escorted by a team of guards willing to lay down their lives. When a chief passed through a village, his warriors blew conch shells and beat drums to announce his arrival. Priests, farmers, and servants alike were expected to stare at the ground to never, ever, ever make eye contact. The punishment for looking the chief in the eye was death. I hate that. That would drive me crazy. I'd want to look at him twice as hard. <laughs> well, oh. just, just in that kind of way of like when you're standing on a cliff edge, a little part of your brain is like, just jump. <laughs> what would it be like though if you just jumped? Just have a little jump, yeah. <laughs> no, well, this is out of anger. I don't like being told what to do. Oh yeah, you wouldn't last in ancient Hawaii, that's for sure. But bro. I also don't like being told anyone is better inherently than anyone else. That is that is a Roy Powers golden rule of life. I don't care if you popped out of a golden vagina and someone else was born in a mud puddle, 
You can look each other in the eyes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is me noose around my neck at the gallows. And another thing, food should be free. We should all have burgers for Release breakfast. Release the trap doll. <laughs> this shit would fire me up. I would hit him. I'd punch him probably. But isn't it crazy how much uh, we still live with this stuff um, to this day? I mean, we're not going to get into it, but I mean, right here in Britain, the royal family. Drives me nuts. Drives me crazy. <laughs> All right, we're not going to go there. Don't then. fire me up, brother. I seem to remember that we dumped a whole load of tea <laughs> in Boston or some shit <laughs> to get away from all this. It's like, you moved back here. You could have stayed in the Republic. The elite were so highly revered that they were seen as representatives of the gods themselves. They were believed to have divine power which is why brave soldiers would volunteer to be their protectors. These are the same warriors believed to be upholding these duties beyond the grave as night marchers. Ooh, damn. All right, you didn't tell me these guys had powers. All right, that kind of changes things because, well, can they fly or shit? What are they doing? <laughs> what, are you changing your uh, attitude? I'm looking beliefs? down. I'm looking down <laughs> for sure if this guy's got laser vision. I don't know that we've actually ever come across such a thing on this paranormal life. I mean, in general, in this world, generally, if you don't retire from your job before you die, your death is essentially handing in your resignation. Um, but what we're seeing here is people who serve during life and then never stop. I mean, I don't think that's that crazy from stuff we've investigated before. I feel like there's a lot of cases where, you know, uh, a railway worker was killed by a train and now his ghost is seen in uniform with a lantern. <laughs> his person of a down bitch the rails. is still shoveling coal. Yeah, I think that's quite a common thing, you know, when spirits who have suffered some sort of traumatic event in life, uh, if it's to do with their career and their job, um, that's actually quite common as you see them continuing to do that. It's the same in uh, Gettysburg. People say they can see the ghosts of Confederate soldiers still fighting out in the fields. This is kind of a similar similar vibe. So true, Rory. Or like when we heard about, wasn't it like Lincoln or something? Like his ghost is still riding that funeral train to this very day. That's true, yeah. Just doing the last thing you were doing over and over, which is a good thing. Neither me or Rory died age 16 playing Smash Bros and jerking off. Not together, <laughs> but probably separately. That's a good way to go, to be fair. <laughs> it said that after the sun sets, the night marchers will carry torches and march down the mountainside. Usually, you will hear them by the sounds of the conch shell, loud drumming and traditional chants. Sometimes the night marchers travel with an ancient Hawaiian god or goddess rather than a human chief. Whoa! So you're going to want to look down, bud. Yeah, I will. I That's will, not man. a fight you can win. That's badass. They walk continuously until the moment right before sunrise before disappearing. But before y'all start to feel safe, night marchers can also appear during the day. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> it's said that if they need to escort a dying relative or something to the spirit world, they will appear during the day. I thought this was kind of cool. Allegedly, the behavior of the night marchers depends on who they're escorting. So like if they're escorting a chief that loved music, they would be uh, treated to some singing and enthusiastic drumming. Wow. But a royalty that liked it quiet, they'd be given the five-star Uber, not a word spoken ride. That's pretty cool. 
So in theory, you want to be running into the night marchers who are escorting some sort of party god, some sort of Hawaiian Van Wilder. Right, some sort of god that loves Jaeger bombs. Yeah. And, not And tech, no. Not some sort of warlord who <laughs> passed away, who hated the living. You don't want that. <laughs> some warlord who stops the marching right beside Rory's <laughs> shivering ass and is like, I know he's looking down anyway, but let's just smoke him. <laughs> like, no! Oh! <laughs> I'm feeling bloodthirsty. Smoke him. They just kick me. <laughs> but like any self-respecting Uber driver, these guys have got a baseball bat in the boot, so don't anger them. The list of things you can do to anger the night marchers is fairly short. It's basically don't look at them and don't get in their way. That's fair and safe. You see, the old beliefs say that um, certain body parts of different chiefs were sacred and must never be seen by mortals. And if a mortal did catch an accidental glimpse, bolts of intense light beam out from the eyes of the warriors. The victim is incinerated instantly and their body turns to a gas. Can I get a shred of evidence? Can I get even another testimony? I realize that there's a lot of backstory. There's a lot. To have to get through for you to truly understand their might. While I'm going to keep you hanging for just a little bit longer to get evidence, I am going to whet that appetite with some artistic depictions of what at least you're looking for out there. Okay. Feast your eyes on this, Rory. Whoa, that is badass. This is exactly what you would imagine, guys. A ferocious, glowing-eyed army of ghost soldiers. Of ghost hunks, I'll be honest. They are beefcakes. Long hair, jacked, rippling abs. Granted, the eyes are gleaming in the dark, um, but all I'm saying is these guys are in shape and you know they can surf. Oh, yeah. I'm basically looking at what would happen if all of the Hemsworth brothers died. <laughs> These would be their sexy ghosts. An army of uh, beautiful bastards. But you do kind of get the picture, right? I mean, okay, this particular image I'm showing Rory is somewhat cartoon-like. It's a little bit like, you know, what they might look like in the Scooby-Doo universe. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, you get the gist. This is a ghost army, you know, uh, which is not even a completely unique to Hawaii idea in itself the idea of a ghost army the idea of soldiers marching through just exactly the way they were in life i guess because so many soldiers die in battle right so that's the last thing they were doing they make it pretty hard to not look at them i know that's like a golden rule <laughs> but they're lit up like a fucking glow stick chanting and screaming and waving spears in the air <laughs> it seems weird to be like partying and marching in the night like causing all this ruckus and then someone's like Oh, I wonder what's going over here. And they're like, don't look at us. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Don't look. You're marching. That's part of marching is it's like a public thing. Unless you're marching to war, you're doing it like publicly as like a ceremonious act. Yeah. Not to draw the comparisons again, but again, a royalty in this country or any country, it was kind of a similar vibe, right? It's it was performative. Like, it's like, even though we're wearing gold, and wearing more jewels than you've ever seen in your life before on my pinky ring. Don't look. <laughs> yeah. Bow, mother. Yeah, look bow. at your dirty little feet. I am a god. Uh, yeah. 
that, that seems kind of crazy. If anything, you think they would be like wearing hoods like monks and kind of like slinking through the trees uh, rather than causing all this, this ruckus. But I guess if they're like, maybe they got bored because not enough people were looking. So now they're like really trying to tempt people. They're like glowing extra bright and saying like, hey, we got free beers over here. Better wants one? <laughs> right. Trying to tempt people. They're like the goddamn guards from Squid Game. They're like f***ing with people. <laughs> uh, oh, you solved the cookie puzzle? I'm going to snap the cookie anyway. <laughs> Who are they going to believe? <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose getting back to the raison d'etre of these night marchers, you know, I'll, I'll give them credit. The whole purpose is that they are protecting whoever they're escorting. So Love that. I guess it's the whole thing is like, we're we're chanting and marching to tell you to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, run as fast as you can. Kind of like the Queen's Guard. Yeah, I remember seeing a video of a little kid getting trampled by the, he got by the Queen's Guard. Yeah, he it got absolutely insane. taken out, and the parents are just like, "Come on, come <laughs> <Yeah>. on!" <laughs> and it's like, you know, I don't even know who to be mad at. It's like, I mean, you did. Like, your kid was basically, like, poking a soldier in the head to <laughs> yeah. annoy him. You can't do that in Iraq. <laughs> right. So, I, it's really not supposed to be much I know these different. soldiers look silly. Yeah. But they're not silly billies. I mean, I get it as well when it's a tourist who's, like, fake putting their arm around uh, one of the Queen's guards. It was a fucking kid, man. It was a kid. <laughs> you know what? Like, even if he was bugging you, it's a child. Like, you didn't need to stomp on him. <laughs> <laughs> they did stump him out. They really did stump out that little kid. That was great. Uh, I'm sure no one agrees with me, but come on. It's entertainment. We need, you know, there's not much to laugh about in this country, Roy. We need, we all need something to laugh at every once in a while. <laughs> Sometimes that's a little Italian kid getting stumped out. Okay, Roy. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're, you're vibing with the images I'm showing you, even if they're, to be clear, not evidence yet. To understand this further, like you say, we do need to hear about another sighting. Thankfully, there are many more sightings from modern times to look into. Hell yeah! Which we're going to get into right after a quick break. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, Rory. Here's another sighting from that same Reddit thread we talked about in the beginning. User Wash Your Clothes heard the next story from one of his teachers. He writes, When my teacher was younger, he and his friends were on the big island on some kind of Boy Scout type trip. He had spent the whole day hiking down from the mountain and trekking across the lava field. They set up camp and when it was getting dark, 
That's when they saw the torches far in the distance, where they had been earlier in the day. Mm. They figured it must be fishermen or something, but they kept watching the lights traveling towards them. The lights were on the same path the boys had walked that day and somehow managed to cover a great distance in 10 minutes that took the kids hours that <laughs> afternoon. A ghostly distance. <laughs> their stomachs churned and their hearts sank. That was when they realized what they were seeing. Night marchers. Their trip leader quickly took charge. Boys, get in your sleeping bags and zip them all the way to the top. Keep your eyes closed tight and think humble thoughts. <laughs> huh, is that something he added in? Humble thoughts? I haven't heard that one yet. You can't even not look at them. Yeah. You can't even think about them. That's pushing Which it. is uh, bad for you because you've got clearly a problem with authority. I do. And even yeah. if you're looking down in your head, I'm you're like, thinking. you're like, yeah, piece of shit, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> They're like, one of those sleeping bags is thinking some nasty shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's crazy. These motherfuckers are like the Ark of the Covenant in Indiana Jones. Well, you just can't even look at it right. if they're coming by or else they're going to melt your face like they did to all the Nazis. This is powerful magic. I'll tell you that much. Except these guys don't even care who's a Nazi and who isn't. <laughs> you can be kind of a nice person and still look at them and they will smoke your ass. I mean, this story isn't over yet, but I thought it's fascinating at this point, again, how prepared this teacher is. Like, yeah. I'll be honest, reading this, in my mind, as a teacher, I'm trying to weigh up the likelihood that these kids get smoked by night marchers <laughs> against the likelihood that the kids go back to school and tell all the parents, yeah, um, our teacher was pretty fucking weird last night and made us do some weird shit and zip ourselves into our sleeping bags <laughs> and said to think humble thoughts. Like, they're going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. What's what's the worst thing? All the children die or you're an assumed pedo. <laughs> but he doesn't miss a beat. He's like, we have seconds to That's survive. That's a good scout here. leader right there. And it makes sense. You know, scout leaders, famously resourceful, uh, good decision makers. Um, <laughs> yeah, in this next line, he starts handing out suicide pills. Okay, no. bite down, children, bite down, lest <laughs> they get you. Because there's no way Timmy over there is able to think humble thoughts. He's a little shit, and he's got a problem. I saw the way he handled those knots. You're a horny little bastard. <laughs> Needless to say, the kids did as they were told, and the young teacher's whole body was coursing with fear. As the sounds got louder, he was overwhelmed by dread and his body suddenly felt like it was being crushed. The pain and pressure were so intense that he lost consciousness. He woke up later on, still sore and now soaked in his own piss. What? <laughs> this guy isn't cut out for teaching. No. Not even Boy Scouts. He shouldn't. Well, to be fair, to be fair, when you sign up to be a scout leader, they don't warn you about the night marchers. <laughs> That's not something that you have to have a qualification for. It's like, yeah, I've got my uh, first aid training. Uh, I have experience working with kids before. I taught at a summer camp. It's like, oh, it's very impressive. And uh, what about the night marchers? How would you handle uh, beings from another realm? You got that badge, you son of a bitch? <laughs> uh, no. You got to piss yourself, you little pissy boy? <laughs> little pissy pants boy? <laughs> uh, yeah, you shouldn't have to learn how to deal with ghosts from beyond the grave to be a scout leader. Maybe a, 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 what do you call it, a graveyard man? A gravekeeper? 
Not skeleton, but there's a, a, a real <laughs> word for it. Crypt Keeper? Is that it? No. No, that's a skeleton again. Bone Master. Is that it? <laughs> Tomb Lord? There's a grave, grave goblin. digger. If you're like the maintenance <laughs> man, you know? Like the cleaner of the graveyard. Gravekeeper, I think. Gravekeeper. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, if you're a gravekeeper, sure. I'm sure part of your CV has to involve the qualifications you have to deal with ghosts and lost souls. But a scout leader, no. But in Hawaii, apparently, our Reddit poster goes on to add, I'm not much of a believer in the supernatural, but there was no doubt that my teacher had experienced something. He was very serious. Wasn't the kind of guy to exaggerate or joke around. I also heard a story from a different teacher who said that he witnessed some kind of night marcher party going on at a <laughs> castle hall in Punahou School. He said sometime late at night when no one was around, it was like tons of loud banging, windows and doors opening and shutting, lights flickering, and then all of a sudden, it stopped suddenly. Damn. <laughs> Granted, he says this guy was more the type known to make up ghost stories and such. He would tell us a lot of creepy stories. But again, getting such a picture that like lots of people have tales of the night marchers, know what the night marchers are, and are pretty much shit scared of them. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously something that's been handed down uh, throughout the generations, because it seems like even people who haven't seen them before, still when they hear the drums and see the lights, they know what to do, basically. Which is cool. You know, whenever we try to draw on our own culture to try and relate to these kind of cultural stories, you know, we'll talk about things like in Ireland, you have the Banshee and stuff. But, the Dullahan, Leprechauns. But if you were out at night or any Irish person was out at night, I don't think any amount of hearing a scream in the distance is going to make them bolt to their car, lock the doors, lie down, shivering, pissing yourself in fear. Yeah. Like, it shows how real this is to some people. All of our stuff is like kind of playful and silly, like little leprechauns <laughs> right. that'll take your shoes or something. Yeah, I seem to remember there was something about a, a guy at the pub trapping the devil in his pocket. Yeah, silly little legends like that. The night marchers don't f around. <laughs> it right. does not seem like you want to mess with them. One of them had laser vision to incinerate <laughs> people. So I think we now understand what they are. We've heard some of the eyewitness testimonies of what it's like to see one of these things what is the paranormal explanation for what's going on here? Obviously, these guys are warriors. They've passed from this world and their restless souls, I guess, are trying to keep their claim to the ancestral land. They definitely have a problem with people being on their land and not respecting it. That's yeah. for sure. Maybe they're out to avenge their own deaths. Now, some people think they're marching to find an entrance to the next world so that they can finally enter the afterlife. They haven't gone that far. <laughs> if they're looking for the entrance to the afterlife. Right, they're just checking the same mountain. Yeah, they're like, maybe it's the other island. It's like, <laughs> it could be on another planet. We don't know. I thought we kind of knew what their purpose was. I thought they were escorting the dead, right? Or was, or is well, that just that the was their purpose in life. And so I guess it's, are they still doing that just after the fact in death? Um, or are they trying to get somewhere else? Are they trying to break out of this cycle? <laughs> Can you imagine dying and then the night marchers show up and it's like, oh, are you here to lead me to the afterlife? And they're like, brother, you're here. It's here. <laughs> we don't know where the f*** to go. We just keep finding you guys and adding you to the army. <laughs> 
Craig's been doing this for 25 years. And honestly, I'm starting to think I'm going to be here as long as he is. <laughs> there was like four of us when I showed up. Now there's a night marcher army. We keep hoping one of you guys who was alive knows where we should be going. Are you here to take me to the place of eternal rest? Just take the fucking drum, man. Just take the drum. We're going to the next island. Maybe there's some over there. Yeah, man. We're going to the place of eternal rest. I don't fucking know. <laughs> We're just going to go up to the mountain. We think there's some kids banging up there. We're going to go freak <laughs> them out. <laughs> but within all the speculation, what is agreed upon is how to deal with a night marcher. And you know, on this paranormal life, we love to give our listeners practical advice, often on how to survive the paranormal. So let's do it. All right. There is only one way to survive. You run, you hide, you hit the deck, and you close your eyes. Okay, okay. So the scout leader was kind of hitting a lot of the right notes. But maybe the better way to think about this is uh, what are the telltale signs that you are about to encounter the night marchers? Mm. What, are the, what are the ways that you can avoid ever coming into that circumstance? Yes, that's a good point. Because if you can avoid the situation altogether... Then if I was that scout leader, I wouldn't even need to pick up one of the children and throw them into the crowd. <laughs> I could avoid that situation entirely. And look, no one's victim blaming here. We're not going to tell any teens they can't have beatboxing uh, makeout sessions, but we just need to do that safely. Yeah. All right. The number one warning sign that you are in danger of night marchers, mm -hmm. you are in Hawaii. Because if you're not in Hawaii... I'll it's be honest, something else. there's not a big amount of worry here. But there are other signs. Allegedly, what goes along with these sightings are things like a heavy wind, lightning and thunder, heavy rain, a big swell of surf, rows of spirits carrying torches. All right, well, that's a giveaway, yeah. <laughs> chanting and drum beating, potentially accompanying mist or fog coming out of nowhere and this one is very weird a kind of foul and musky death-like stench i love that so many of these subtle hints as, <laughs> as to the appearance of the night marchers some of them were just seeing the night marchers you're like here's a hint they might be nearby you see them you see the torches like, okay there's not much I can do in that situation. That's not really a hint of what's to come. That's what's a come. A subtle hint would be seeing a 12th century chief <laughs> guarded by 12-foot warriors. <laughs> it's such a bad way to give advice or to warn people. It's like, oh, uh, here's one way to tell uh, if they're nearby. Uh, I don't know. Can you see one? Is he pinning you to the ground with a spear? Like, are you helping me or being mean to me? I don't understand. But there are also cues about even what time of the month that you might see them. It's said that ancient spirits are thought to be most active on the 14th night of the new moon and also near sacred sites such as temples, caves, areas that are once visited by the Ali'i. That's pretty interesting that they come on, it sounds like, bang in the middle of the lunar cycle. Yeah, yeah. Pretty believable. So there is some kind of way at least to forecast their arrival. If this didn't feel paranormal already, that does. When the moon's getting involved? Hell yeah. The moon is the sun's paranormal brother. <laughs> now, unfortunately, one of these last tips for avoiding the wrath of the night marchers 
largely comes down to the lottery of life because it turns out who you are determines how you get treated. It said that if they come across you and uh, basically they don't like the look of you, they're gonna shout the Hawaiian for let him be pierced. Jesus. And they will, as we say, smoke you. But if you're one of their descendants, they will cry out something to the effect of mine, claiming you as one of their kin, and the whole army will pass you by, leaving you unscathed. Hmm, okay. Not to bring up the Banshee again, but I always find it kind of interesting when there's like an ancestral angle to a paranormal entity or a cryptid or something. I know with the Banshee, the original idea was that the Banshee only screamed when one of the great families of Ireland died. I think famously there's like five families or something. It's like, you know, names like the O'Neills, the O'Briens, the O'Connors. And you kind of have a not completely dissimilar concept here where these paranormal entities respect the ancestry and the history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, For better or for worse, I guess. All I know is I'm getting speared. And I'm worried that ghost spears feel a lot like human spears. (laughs) That is the problem because, you know, all of Hawaii has... Um, a bit of a problem with tourism and getting overrun by tourists. Yeah. So you know this rip curls short wearing flip flop wearing <laughs> Oakley sunglass pasty motherfucker is getting speared by the night marchers. They'll go out of their way. They'll go off the path to spear us, dude. Like with all these, <laughs> they'll like- come into the airport. They'll get me before I even set foot on the motherland. I, I walk up to an ancient warrior. I'm like, you know where I can get some soft serve around here? <laughs> <laughs> we look like ugly twilight vampires, <laughs> ice white, thin boned, <laughs> fragile little like Victorian children. That's what we look like. So they'd be able to spot us from a mile off. And as I say, you know, you might be getting the picture that lots of people have seen the Night Marchers, and they really have. There is so many official sightings of Night Marchers. Uh, There's a hundred-year-old school on Oahu that claims to have regular visitations. There's a ranch on the same island that was built atop the graves of hundreds of uh, high-ranking ancestors, and the Night Marchers appear so frequently that there are frequent car accidents on the nearest road. Wow. At La Perouse Bay in South Maui, the marchers roam across the solidified lava landscape. The town of Kaunakakai on Molokai is rumored to be a night marcher hotspot as it's home to the remains of a sacred temple site. But despite how old the sightings are, we kind of have an interesting problem, again, not that dissimilar to uh, the Irish legends, that... Hawaiian is, of course, originally an oral language, so there aren't any written records until the 1800s. And granted, there are some then, such as in 1883, but uh, before that, it's all oral tradition and legend. I guess if the legend involves ancient ghosts, the story can't be that ancient, because the people wouldn't be ghosts yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's like saying, there's not many stories about Victorian 
children ghosts from the Victorian times. It's like <laughs> right. the, the, the children were alive. They were alive and fine. They were probably telling stories about, I don't know, medieval peasant ghosts. Yeah, I mean, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Like, at least with, like you say, Victorian ghosts in England, we can be like, all right, I know when that motherfucker died because he's wearing a pocket watch. So it's a pretty narrow, <laughs> it's a narrow window. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to know when, yeah, these night marchers come from, but it could be probably quite a long time through history. I mean, based on their weapons, yeah, it's, it's looking pretty prehistoric. Rory, you and I both know that what we need right now is some physical evidence to take this MFing story home to prove that the Night Marchers are real once and for all. Absolutely. And I think that's why we have no other choice but to go to Hawaii ourselves. All expenses of course. on the This Paranormal Life company card, of course. Uh, tour all the islands. Uh, I'm sure we have some fans out there. Be cool to just like hang out with them, eat think, their food. I think Jack Johnson's on tour too, so we could probably catch a show. That would be great, yeah. Um, and then... Uh, uh, the Night Marchers. The Night Marchers as well. Right, 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 right. Yeah. We'll like just go uh, hook up in the woods. Not with each bit. other. Not with each other. Necessarily. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, maybe the island vibes will create uh, some sort of magical feelings of love. Who knows? Mm, no. Who knows? Uh, anything can happen. Anything's possible. And, and, and we can investigate, on a <laughs> you know, in investigate uh, each other, our emotions, our feelings, <laughs> right. We're getting our bodies. Off track. But then also the Night Marchers. I have sure. a video. I have a video to show you. <laughs> so you're going to be like, I have a wife. <laughs> you should know that now I have a wife. Oh, you should know that already also. <laughs> uh, a video, even better, of you or... I, no, the marchers. I, right, I was encouraged, nay surprised, nay uh, overjoyed to find that one place on the internet where people have been talking about night marchers is TikTok. Really? Wow, that's a strange place. There is a video floating around TikTok, supposedly showing a woman walking through a forest and she catches a night marcher on camera. Rory, here's the TikTok in question. All right. Cassie Smith was hiking on Oahu, Hawaii when she captured <laughs> it's this It's so on fast. Video. She believes it to be a night marcher. Her phone also was able to catch this photo. Is this real or fake? Okay. Okay. <laughs> The video is this real or fake, Rory? It's a yes or no question. The video shows like kind of a blurry uh, thing moving in <clears throat> the bushes. That like, hey, she managed to capture this on video. Yeah, it's kind of like a ghostly apparition fading in between the branches. Sure, uh, it looks pretty weird. Don't really know what's going on there. Then it goes. She also managed to capture this picture. <laughs> and it's just a fucking like full man ancient being <laughs> like it not e not even transparent or translucent <laughs> a solid being made of matter standing in the woods looking directly at the camera i will say it does look a bit different to the the video stills that we saw it looks completely different they just shot <laughs> look at that i will say it's pretty creepy yeah yeah no it is terrifying i'm not gonna say it's not terrifying but that is straight up not paranormal. That is a physical being. That exists what? in our world. <laughs> we don't know that. Oh, I do. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Don't feel like I won Rory over immediately with that. Um, but I will say, you know, going through other uh, Night Marcher topic videos on TikTok, um, it was quite encouraging to read the comments. You know, we don't always have like super up-to-date conversations happening about all these beings or cryptids yeah um, so it's quite refreshing to go through comment sections and you know on another popular video about night marchers we have people just putting in their two cents you know one guy says i've lived on Kauai all my life and whenever i was told about night marchers as a kid 
It scared me every time I went camping. Another one, Morgan Parsons says, I used to live on Oahu when I was young and my school took a trip to the big island and I swear we heard them during the night. Another person, Giovanna said, I used to live in Hawaii and I've experienced night marchers, I swear on my life. There's a lot of people in there saying that they have either heard them or seen them or whatever. Fair play, fair play. And yet, at the end of every episode of This Paranormal Life, Rory, we do have to decide whether our case is truly paranormal or not. So on the case of the Hawaiian night marchers, where's your head at? You know, I really like this story. Usually when we investigate ghost stories, there's a bit of a struggle that we have to explain why they're still here, what their motivation is, what their history and lore is. But for these guys, it's pretty clear cut. I mean, they had a purpose in life. They kind of seem to have a purpose in death. And they just seem to be doing that kind of sporadically. Um, Not sure why they're so easily agitated. I mean, why are you so concerned with the world of the living if you are a ghost soldier? Shouldn't you be fighting other ghosts? Maybe. I'm not sure. But <laughs> Again, this is you with a noose around your neck. <laughs> you ever Six thought about that, guys? <laughs> to my throat, yeah. Honestly, I think you guys are, your fights with yourselves. <laughs> So, yeah, the only problem is even though we have this cool history and this cool explanation behind them, we're just lacking that evidence, which is always something we're going to come up against with ghost Any cases. Ghost. God damn it, it's always a problem. Because that's the whole point. You can't see them. You can't touch them. They don't leave footprints behind. You know, our UFO and our cryptid cases usually has a bit more hardcore evidence. But for ghost cases, it's a tricky one. It really is, Rory. Um, we've, we have had kind of next to none. You know, I will say there are a handful of people out there who claim to have seen footprints, you know, after the fact, or maybe they, they heard them when they were camping and then they went out and they looked and they saw tons of footprints. But yeah, nothing so compelling, nothing that I have photos of to show you. Um, certainly, it seems for something so well known, it is fairly thin on the ground. And maybe this does wade into that territory of kind of some of those more ancient uh, North American legends and beliefs where, you know, even the believers don't even know if you can get a piece of physical evidence. Yeah. You know? We just got to go, man. We just got to go. Check it out ourselves. Couple days surfing in uh, in Maui, of course. Yeah, just to take Maybe the stay at the off. Four Seasons. I've heard that's quite close to a hot spot. Really? The night marchers are frequent at the, the Four Seasons? I've in- heard. I've heard in the spa. I've heard that. Okay, okay. Um, I think it's probably worth, yeah. A little more investigation. Get our hands dirty. Well, quite clean, actually. I assume quite the spa clean, is pretty sparkling. Intensive. Sparkling clean. Uh, I'm down. Until then, no. It is a no. <laughs> we land and our local listeners murder us for being such ignorant assholes. <laughs> we're like, the night marchers. No, we're humans and we just don't like you. We're just vigilantes. <laughs> Rory, I think we are uh, avoiding the inevitable here. I think we probably don't have enough evidence uh, to go down on a yes today. It's a no. It's a no from me, unfortunately. No, but I would love to uh, hear from our Hawaiian listeners. If you have any input of your own, whether you have heard or seen of them or have any physical evidence of your own, maybe you have some travel tips of where you can show us to, to explore when we inevitably do go for a let's just ramp it up to six months. I think we could do a cool six months there. Are you a scout leader? Are you a scout leader that will take two brave boys on an adventure? We need some badges, (laughs) namely the spa badge and the surfing badge. I would say these guys right up there with probably some of the cooler poltergeists slash ghosts we've ever dealt with before. A ghost army with spears 
that like to party, that's hardcore. I can get on board with that. Couldn't agree more. Well, guys, I hope you still enjoyed uh, this investigation into the Hawaiian night marchers, despite it being a double no. You know, we did mention our other most recent case into a Hawaiian piece of lore, and that was the investigation into the Menehune. I'm just looking at it here. It was uh, bonus episode 45. Woo! Tell the good listeners where they can find that, Rory. Patreon.com forward slash This Paranormal Life. And I hosted it, so you know it's going to be a good one. Oh, that's quite enough. Rory, I could sit here and tell you all about Patreon.com and the bonus episodes and how you should listen to them, but why don't I just play you a little clip from that bonus episode? In one story, their payment for the job was one shrimp each, <laughs> which I think is pretty affordable. Is that on the script you just read? Yeah, that's genuinely what? part of one of the stories. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> You just know before the hand in the meeting, they were like, all right, the humans really need our help here. So we, we're not going to like lowball them. We're going to play hard to get here. We need to go for some big numbers and get it. They turn around, one shrimp each. The humans are like, yes, fine. <laughs> we reluctantly accept. The humans have like trucks of shrimp. And they're like, ah, yes, of course. Get the, f get the trucks out. They only want one each. Get out of there. I guess to one of these little guys, a single shrimp is like a right. great white. Yes. You could it, feast for, well, not that long, I guess. It's still I mean, a they're still weeks. three foot tall, which is only <laughs> half the size of a human. I guess if you, how long would it take <laughs> you? Just, like they need a happy meal instead of a quarter pounder meal with fries. It's still a meal. Still a decent sized meal. <laughs> they can't just, they can't just survive off a nugget. <laughs> uh, how long would it take you to eat a shrimp the size of half your body? That's a disturbing, disturbing image. Wouldn't I'm, you die? Wouldn't you get like magnesium poisoning? Like with sushi? You mean like uh, mercury mercury poisoning? Mercury poisoning. Uh, maybe. I think it depends. I think it depends though, like how polluted your waters are. Right. And in the crystal clear waters of uh, Hawaii that we will be enjoying soon, Rory, <laughs> there's not a dash of mercury. Okay, that's good to know. I don't. I don't know that for sure. Just for those guys as as well as I said, our fans out in Hawaii who are thinking about. Letting us stay in your spare room, a shrimp a day. Does that seem like fair payment for us crashing there for like a couple of months or whatever? Like, let's not put a date on it because that is like, makes me claustrophobic to feel like you want me out. So I'll keep giving you shrimp and we'll just whatever, call it even, I guess. Yeah. So we could like sublet someone's like apartment for like, you think a shrimp a day we might cut it? I think a shrimp a day is fine. That's more than enough, right? Who needs more than one shrimp a day? I don't want to poison these guys. With mercury, magnesium. We're going to be like the Menehune soon. Like our, <laughs> our listeners will just see us foraging in the forest, ass naked, running away when humans come near us. Podcasting for a shrimp a day. <laughs> <laughs> we oh. do have fun. We do have fun. What a great episode. And we will continue to make episodes set in Hawaii until we get to go there. Um, Patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life for all the This Paranormal Life bonus content you could dream of. Can you get something else there, Kit? You can get shitloads, Rory. You can right. get uh, weekly after parties, monthly bonus episodes, uh, monthly raffles only for patrons. A coin? A literal, a literal gold, and silver gold and silver coin. We're not taking the only piss. Only for Knights of the Commune. That's it's insanely cool. I love that coin. Insanely cool, limited edition, uh, $50 reward over on patreon.com uh, and at the end of episodes we do like to give a shout out 
to uh, people who are pledging on $20 and higher on Patreon who get a shout out right here on the show. Let's jump into it. Special thank you to Lily Marion. Lily, are you the Marion type? Are you looking to settle down with a, let's face it, below average uh, <laughs> individual with some self-esteem issues for sure? Dude, don't be hard on yourself, you know? Uh, buck teeth, chubby waisted. Yeah, man, you're just being cruel. Ugly inside and out. Man, where uh, is this coming from? Because kids oh, looking a for a oh, wife. you son of a oh, bitch. Oh, that's right. Or you could date an absolute f***ing hunk okay. 10 superstar right. like me. <laughs> Thanks also to Alien Dreamcatcher. Alien Dreamcatcher? That is exactly what we need. Because these little greys, I don't know what they're dreaming about, but we need to be one step ahead of them. And if we can see their dreams, we can see their nightmares, which would be very interesting. Oh, yeah. Thanks also to Taylor Power. Taylor Power? I love that band. Isn't that that cool Australian rock guys? No, that's Tame Impala. No, fuck. Uh, Taylor, can you hold a guitar or a synth at least? I think she has the power to do it. Ayo. Thanks also to Jack Lazarus. If it isn't got your back, Jack. He's the guy who's always got your back. But not in like a friendly way or like a, a brotherly way. Sure. He's always got a dagger in your back. <laughs> oh! And I, any opportunity to betray you, Jack is ready to go. He's always got your back That's, on his mind. Uh, I kind of respect the commitment to the bit, so uh, here, here, Jack. Yeah, it's impressive. Thanks to April Faust. Hey, Roy, do you know when April Fools is? No, yes. It's April Faust. April, okay. But April's no fool. All right, she's this hardened, hardened street detective. Right, so if you try and trick her on April 1st, you're getting booked. <laughs> you're getting shot in the, in the head. <laughs> you're getting dragged out back and shot in the head. Let me tell you that. She asks for a Diet Coke, you give her a regular Coke, bang, shot. No nonsense. Just a short run today. Last but not leastly, let's give a shout out to Roland Hodgson. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Oh! Roland is a man who's never walked a day in his life. <laughs> he rolls from town to town. He's insistent on it. He thought, like, maybe if I start from a young age, it'll catch on. The rolling generation. You know, he just, like, sits down and rolls like he's on fire. That's crazy. It's pretty bizarre. It's kind of a dystopian Wally-style uh, universe. He's a dirty person. Walk anymore. He is not hygienic. There's a lot of gum on the floor, it turns out. Uh, but hey, he's sticking with it, so fair play to you, Roland. So thank you so much to Roland, and thank you to everyone we've shouted out today. We'll be back with more shoutouts next Tuesday, where we will also be back for a brand new paranormal tale. We will see you then. Bye-bye, folks. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 